you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks. DJ, Bucky, Rhett, back together here on a Monday. A lot of football to discuss here, guys. Uh, Rhett, you did not see a great game. Uh, IU Rutgers, so we're not going to ask you about that one for the entirety of this program. So take that take, crumble it up, throw it in the trash can. Uh, Buck, we're going to get to the game you were at in a little bit here, uh, your experience there with the Jags, and we'll talk about what the Seahawks did to the Chargers, which I got a chance to see live. But I say we skip the uh, happy chat and just jump right in here, boys. Are we good to go? All right. (laughs) We're good. All right, let's go big three. Let's go big three. Big three games here. Chiefs, 49ers. This is a game, golly, what a statement win by the Kansas City Chiefs. 44-23, Rhett. This was a clinic uh, on the offensive side of the ball and maybe as good as we've seen uh, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid on the same page, and that's saying something. Uh, No, I tell you what, I mean, it was back to that explosive Chiefs offense that we're kind of used to seeing. I went back and looked 12 explosive pass plays alone in this game. That's 15 plus yards uh, in terms of production. And they went for 322 yards. So 12 explosives accounting for 322 yards. That's 75 percent of Patrick Mahomes entirety of the passing yardage uh, in that game. So it was a big part of it. And, And you look at they did it a lot of different ways. They understood that this is a defense that can get after you with Nick Bosa and company. So they moved the pocket a little bit on some of those explosive. They got the ball out quick on some catch and runs with Travis Kelsey. Uh, they also did that a little bit with uh, with Juju Smith-Schuster as well. And then they moved the pocket, as I mentioned. But there were a couple of these, like almost half of their explosive plays, where Patrick Mahomes is either straight back drop backing and not getting any pressure on him. And he's having time to pick apart the defense. And essentially... Either it's Mahomes, Kelsey, Juju Smith-Schuster winning their matchups. Essentially just saying, my guy is better than your guy. I don't care how well you play this. 
I trust my guy to go make the play. They did that a number of times uh, in this game. Then they had a couple of beautiful play designs as well, as you'd expect. They schemed a couple of those explosive plays open uh, for sure, like they always do. Uh, And then I'd say about on two of those, the 49ers were just in uh, just played either bad coverage, bad technique, uh, or was a bad defensive call based on what the Chiefs ended up doing. So um, it was a really mixed bag in there, but it, that paints a pretty good picture to me of what the Chiefs can do with this offense moving forward against really good defenses. They can scheme you open, and then they've got the dudes that can just straight up beat you even when you have a good call uh, for what they're lined up to do. You know, it's funny, Ray, you talked about these guys being able to uh, scheme it up. I think this was part of the vision that Andy Reid had when they moved on from Tyreek Hill. They felt like they had enough weapons or they could acquire enough weapons to make this offense work without necessarily a blue chip or a high-end player on the perimeter because the quarterback is a guy that has gold jacket uh, credentials, gold jacket talent. They believe that he can elevate those around him. And what we're seeing, particularly against the San Francisco 49ers, Patrick Mahomes can absolutely do that. Pinpoint passing, outstanding playmaking, putting the ball in the right spot. Man, when you have players who can get open and they don't have to be the best players on the planet, it allows those guys to have a lot of success against the Niners. It was Juju Smith-Schuster being able to get busy. It's Travis Kelsey always being able to get busy. It's the running backs being able to catch screen passes and make things happen. It is a you know the collection of parts on the outside combined with the quarterback that allows this team to run and function at a high level. The San Francisco 49ers got a taste of what the AFC could get as this team continues to develop the chemistry and continuity needed to be a title contender. And I know all the yards and points this Kansas City offense has put up over the years since Mahomes has been there with Andy Reid. And I, I, I don't say that flippantly as, and when I say this is the most impressed I've been with this group because of the quality of the opponent, the defense they were facing, and how easy they made it look. We, we always talk about third downs, the money down. They're 6-9 and nine on third down, and two of the three they didn't convert. One was a kneel down, and one Mahomes wasn't in the game. It was late. You got your backup out there on the field. So they were darn near perfect. Uh, you guys have touched on it. There was a good mixture of moving the pocket, they hit some screens. Yeah. There's a third and one early in that game. We ran the highlight of it with Kelsey. It's a little rub route, get him out in the flat. Ends up being an explosive play. It just felt like Andy Reid was in a groove. Mahomes was dialed in, inside the pocket, outside the pocket. When they're clicking like that, you've got no shot. I, mean, I don't care if Tyreek Hill's there or he's not there, but when you're quarterback, go ahead, go ahead, Rhett. Yeah, because you you talk about um, you know scheming some stuff open, and you you talk about their ability to beat beat you know whatever defensive call is out there. But if you're the 49ers defense and you're facing a third and twenty from the Chiefs, a team that already screens the heck out of the ball in a number of different ways anyway, it's screen or draw, right? And and still on third and twenty, you send a three man rush, so it's like it, it feels like you're anticipating that they're gonna be in some sort of screen look, and you still allow them to convert that. Man, that's just bad defense. Like, and and look, I, I well, get it. The Chiefs I, are good in that way. They have good players, but that's bad defense. But the, even that, like the subtlety of that play that you're talking about, instead yeah. of having the back in the in the sidecar next to Mahomes, where it's easy as a defense to see him and you see the screen develop and you can react. Right. And Buck, you know this when you're playing on the defensive side of the ball, they put him mm-hmm. snug up in the line of scrimmage. He's on the hip of the tackle. So he's chipping Bosa, and you're thinking, okay, this is a chip release. We've seen that a million times in obvious passing downs. He's going to give a little help on Bosa, and he's going to release out to the flat. He chips him and just replaces him, and you hit hit the back with the screen, and off you go. So even though he can say, oh, screener draw is coming, Buck, that's what Andy Reid's so dang good about. It, it's, it's still not as easy to see the way he dresses it up. No, it's not easy to see the way he dresses up. And he is a masterful play designer. And the screen game is something that we thought they would get back to. That's how they played back in the day when they had Jamal Charles. It was a lot of the screen game that created the explosive plays. And as they get down the line, I think you'll see that continue to be a very prominent part of their game plan because they have capable players in the backfield that can get it done. I just think that this Chiefs team is... I'm not saying they're better, like a little bit of addition by subtraction, but I do believe that in moving on from Tyreek Hill, it's allowed them to diversify their approach. And because they're a little more balanced, they're a little more diverse in who touches the ball, they're going to be a more difficult team to defend when we get into the postseason because you can't hone in on just one player. No doubt. And I want to hit on uh, one positive here for the 49ers, Christian McCaffrey in his first game there. Uh, the box score looked okay. Trust me, this is going to be big for this team. When you go back and watch those snaps, the 23, 24 snaps, whatever it was, I, I charted seven times in the past game where he's wide open, the ball didn't come to him. There eventually, Jimmy's going to get comfortable, and they're going to start directing him, whether they got to do it in his helmet before the snap, 
or they're going to do it in the week of preparation. But this ball has to go to Christian McCaffrey. He's open, he's out in space, and he's going to be a problem for defenses. I thought he ran the ball well. You can see the burst. I thought he ran with some power. But there's upside there. And when you watch that tape with the screen game and swinging him out, it's going to expand the field horizontally for this offense. Uh, this is going to be a big deal for them. So that's one positive you can take out of it if you're the 49ers. So let's uh, let's get to this next game here on the list. We got Packers, Commanders, kind of a shocking one. Uh, the Commanders pulled this one out 23-21. Before I tee you guys up on that, let's get a little sound here. I want to hear uh, Aaron Rodgers, what the, he feels like the state of the Packers are at this point in time and what's ahead of them. I'm not, I'm not worried about this squad. In fact, this might be the best thing for us. Uh, this week, you know, nobody's going to give us a chance. Going to Buffalo and Sunday Night Football, the chance to get exposed, shoot, might be the best thing for us. <laughs> One way to look at it. I was thinking of, by the way, <laughs> you remember when they went to, I believe it was the COVID year, they went to Arizona when Arizona was rolling and he was shorthanded yeah. and then Aaron Rodgers went, I think it was a primetime game, and he put on a show. So he, he does enjoy yeah. these moments. I anticipate we'll probably see a little bit better from them. Um, but before I get over to you, Rhett, uh, to me, the takeaways are plentiful in this game. They ran the ball 12 times sure. for 38 yards. They, they had a long run of eight yards. You go back to their last few games, there's so few runs, uh, you know, over 10 yards. There's just no explosive plays in the run game. When I, when I went and watched them, and trust me, it didn't take long to watch those 12 carries. They get no interior push. Uh, everything that they want to do is to the perimeter where they have some success, but they can't move people inside. And, you know, I kind of go back and, and look at Corey Lindsley, and he was there for this football team and how important he was, his ability to, to get up to the second level and get outside and do some unique things. I know he's, he's been gone for a couple years now, but I, I was just watching this group and saying, man, they, they don't get a lot of physicality, a lot of push, and I don't think this is a very physical team, right? Yeah, I, I would agree with you on that. And, and look, I, I think you know maybe you think about the lack of continuity that they've had up front in the last – more than a year, really, uh, going back to Bakhtiari's injury, Elton Jenkins' injury, and even as Bakhtiari's come back, it's just kind of he's kind of been shuttling in and out of the lineup uh, in terms of what that knee can handle. And so they, I'm sure they've shuffled pieces around that maybe has influenced, but you're absolutely right, did not generate any push on the interior. On the flip side, though, in the pass game, they didn't allow a sack. Aaron Rodgers didn't take a hit in this game and only allowed one pressure. So it's not like he was under constant duress. Now, I'm sure that there were some times where he felt like his process was sped up a little bit just from the threat of Montez Sweat and those guys. But I went back. This is the first time in the history of Aaron Rodgers starting for the Green Bay Packers that they have not converted a single third down. Ofer on third down in this game. Ofer six didn't convert any fourth downs either. And you go back and you look at a couple of them. Well, the majority of them were third and longs. So you're already behind the eight ball on that one. Third and 10, third and 11, third and 25, third and 13. Didn't get any of those. Uh, but on the third and manageables, right? A third and four. Very first one. First drive uh, for the Packers. Alan Lazard just drops a would-be conversion. All right. If Devontae Adams is in there, yeah, sure. It's probably a catch. Uh, I don't know if you can make that kind of uh, comparison there. But that's that's something you think about, right? On another third and two. You have Watkins and Dobbs working a little mesh uh, spot concept. Dobbs just sits down right there, a yard past the marker. And Rodgers was a little skittish in the pocket there. He misses Watkins emerging late, which maybe a couple of years ago, he probably takes that chance. Here, though, he hits it right to Dobbs. No real pressure. It would have been a tough catch. Dobbs can't make it. So I, I just think that there's like the margin for error is so much slimmer now with this Packers team, especially on the perimeter with the wideouts that they have, uh, you know, not being named Devontae Adams, that it, it's making things just a bit more difficult in that regard. Um, they had seven of their 10 drives in this game lasted five or fewer plays. Like that's just that's just not winning football. And when you're not able to run the ball as well. Um, like you were talking about, DJ, it's really a recipe for disaster. Yeah, when you think about this Packers team, and I think the part that is maybe troubling for me is that Matt LaFleur hasn't embraced the running game. You have a bunch of unheralded uh, playmakers on the outside, a bunch of new guys who aren't able to get it done. But the thing that you can do to create opportunities for them is run the football and use some play action. They're not committed to running Aaron Aaron Jones or getting it to A.J. Dillon. And because you don't do that, it makes it very, very difficult for Aaron Rodgers to throw against loaded coverage. And so to me, some of this is on the development of the young guys, but a lot of this falls to Matt LaFleur. As the coach, this is the first real adversity that he's faced as the coach of the Packers. 
What is he going to do to solve some of these problems? What can he do from a design standpoint to help their young guys get free? What can he do to really help Aaron Rodgers have easy opportunities in the passing game? To me, it's on Matt LaFleur to wear the big sombrero to find a way to figure this out because if they don't figure it out, they're going to fall so far out the race that, man, they're going to be playing for wild card bursts. And I don't know if this team is going to be good enough to climb that mountain against some of these other teams in the NFC. Yeah, and as we move on, hey, hat tip to the Washington Commanders. This is a team that's just a game sure. under 500 and kind of a watered-down league right now, very much in the mix here and, and still alive even without their quarterback and Carson Wentz. So nice job uh, by Coach Rivera and that group. Uh, let's move on. Bucks Panthers. Man, this was maybe the most shocking result uh, of the weekend, just the futility here of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Put up three points against a team that's already traded their best player in Christian McCaffrey, kind of waving the white flag. They've already let go of their coach, and you lose 21-3 to uh, to that team, to the Carolina Panthers. Let's get some sound here from Todd Bowles after the game about just how bad it is right now for the Bucs. We have to wear this on our sleeves. they got to be grown men. We're going to see what we're made of, how many people can handle adversity. And this is about as dark as it's going to be right now. Rhett, uh, I'll give you the floor on that one. Oh, thank you uh, for that, to, to follow Coach Bowles there. And, <laughs> you know, I, I will say it's um, it's kind of, you know, you think back to some of the things when you watch this Bucks offense that uh, that they had done in recent years when they'd been successful with Tom Brady as their quarterback. It felt like a well-oiled machine, right? When they were really rolling on that, whatever it was, seven-game win streak leading into the Super Bowl year. Uh, man, it, it just felt like there was nothing you could do to slow down that offense. Had the run game going, uh, you had the pass game going, um, and you, you know you had these elite targets and Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. But here's the thing: like, and this was the picture of the day to me for the Bucks. Opening drive, they get the first first down. Brady finds Chris Godwin, ten yard catch, boom, first down. Move the chains immediately. Uh, excuse me, move the sticks. Um, and then the second set of downs there. You got a perfect play call from Byron Leftwich here, right? It's uh, they got a play action on Leonard Fournette. There's no deep safety. Mike Evans one on one with Dante Jackson physically runs right through Jackson, forces him to fall down. Brady lost a perfectly placed deep ball about 50 yards downfield. It's an easy touchdown, and Evans just drops it. And you wonder if on that first possession they're able to find that explosive play touchdown to kind of jumpstart things, get things rolling, does that change the picture of the day a little bit for the Bucs? Maybe, um, but they're a good enough team to be able to overcome that, although it just feels like there's one thing here, Bucky, there's one thing that derails a play each and every time, right? It's uh, Leonard Fournette misses or whiffs on a blitz pickup. It's um, you know, tight end falls down on an easy third down conversion, uh, running a dig route on the inside, a tight end that's not named Cam Braid or Rob Gronkowski. Um, you, you know, you, you get pressure from Derek Brown, whereas if uh, Tom Brady has a another split second to throw the ball, it's a conversion and completion and they're moving the sticks and they're moving downfield. It's just like little things here and there that feel like they're derailing this team and this offense in particular. Yeah, the lack of execution is really surprising for a team that's really a veteran-laden team. A right. lot of older guys, a lot of guys who have played a lot of football, they, they, they should understand how to play and play together. Regardless of whether Tom Brady's missing some walkthroughs or those things, this team has more than enough veteran talent to be able to make it happen, and they're not getting it done. And so, to me, I just wonder, where's the disconnect? What is really going on where this team is not playing and functioning at a high level? Coming into the year, we thought this offense was going to roll because Tom Brady was going to have full ownership of the offense. And we were going to see maybe that New England playbook pop up, but it's not happening. And it's not happening for, I guess, maybe a myriad of reasons. They're just not on the same page. And so when I look at this team and I look at what Todd Bowles is talking about when he talks about this team being in a dark place, they're going to have to dig down and do some soul searching because the only way they're going to pull themselves out is because all of these guys, all 53 on the roster, are going to have to commit to playing great football. And right now, we're not seeing that from the Buccaneers. The one thing I'll close this out on, guys, um, you want to talk about how average the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have been? Their point differential is zero. Okay, like literally even Steven in terms of what they're scoring, what they're giving up. It's all day average, but I'm telling you, the rest of the league is going to screw around they're going to let this Tampa Bay team, which, by the way, at 3-4, and four, still tied for first place in their division, they're going to let them hang in this thing. And there's enough good players led by the greatest of all time at quarterback that if they can just kind of find themselves as they get into the tournament, 
You look at their personnel, you look at their, their front on defense, you look at what they can do with some of their mm-hmm. weapons and, and Tom Brady, you think people are going to be lined up wanting to play this team in the postseason if they get it figured out late in the year? I'm just Hey, shoot, if I'm Todd Bowles, I'm clipping you. this I'm clipping this off. I'm playing this in the team meeting today. Like you just you just fired these dudes <laughs> up like, "All right, we are good. Hold on a second. We can do this." I'm playing this in the team meeting today. That's good stuff, DJ. Yeah. They, they just need to get in a dance, man. They, they got to figure it out by the end of the season and get in a dance, and I'm telling you, they'll be a dangerous team. All right, we're going to take a little break here. We had a couple quarterbacks who returned after injury in Week 7. Some big names. We're going to break down their performances right after this. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair? Or to have hair plugs. I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, <laughs> hey, hey, stranger, I don't know what you're thinking. This is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have know to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but. All right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. TIKA.com. NFL Plus is the league's new exclusive video streaming subscription service. NFL Plus has your game day covered with live local and primetime regular season and postseason games right on your phone or tablet. NFL Plus is available in the NFL app and at NFL.com. Subscription plans start at just $4.99 a month. Fans can visit plus.nfl.com and sign up for a free trial of NFL Plus today. All right, we had a couple quarterbacks that had missed some time. They're back in action. We get a chance to to watch them and break down the tape. When you look at Tua and him coming back to the Miami Dolphins and what that looked like against the Pittsburgh Steelers, as well as Dak Prescott finally back in the lineup for the Dallas Cowboys, who did a nice job and made a nice run without him, he was back against the Lions. Let's start here with Tua first, guys. Uh, Going back and watching that tape, the things that I always liked about Tua and the things that got me excited about Tua – I saw him, Buck. I saw I saw the the ball handling. Everything's done really quick. Ball handling, quick feet, quick release, quick decisions. 
I thought everything picked up right kind of where he left off from that standpoint. Now, they weren't explosive. They weren't super dynamic. They didn't put up a bunch of points. But I thought he kind of looked like himself, and that was encouraging. He's going to beat you with anticipation, uh, timing, accuracy. He's not going to beat you you know, with just big-time power throws. I thought that was on display against the Steelers. Did enough to win the game. Yeah, good enough to win the game. And what I like about this offense, I think you see the difference. Because there are a lot of naysayers and critics on Tua Tungvaluwa. But I think after watching the backups have an opportunity to drive this offense, it is much different when Tua's at the helm. Ball comes out quick. He gives it to the playmakers in an area where they're able to run after the catch. And it's not a coincidence that when you look up, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle combined for 160 receiving yards. They're able to do it on 11 catches. And this offense stretches you not only vertically, but horizontally. It's a tough matchup when you're dealing with the Miami Dolphins when Tua Tungvaloa is at quarterback. Yeah, and, and I want to go kind of go back to what we thought of Mike McDaniel, right, as uh, an offensive assistant in that Kyle Shanahan system and, and following, you know, that, that Shanahan philosophy throughout his entire coaching career now in his first chance to be a head coach, kind of thought early on you'd see more of that run game, right? More of that physical presence that we saw at times at San Francisco really didn't through the first couple of weeks of the season. It was more about getting the ball to Jalen Waddell and Tyree Kill, which, look, I can certainly understand. Um, and now, though, in the last three weeks, they've really started to kind of put the pieces together up front in the run game. Raheem Mostert, guys, starts to me feels like the guy that was such a crucial piece of the 49ers Super Bowl run back in 2019. I mean, like his short area quickness and his ability to slash and burst through those zone uh, through the the holes in those zone schemes, uh, especially as you get him like on the on the edge of the tackles there. It's just so impressive. Um, I mean, the, the O-line felt like in this game a bit more that that physical presence that you were kind of accustomed to seeing with the 49ers over the years. Uh, 10 of their 15 explosive runs on the season have come in the last three weeks. They've been up closer to 30 rushing attempts per game in each of the last three weeks. And the Steelers even had to go to like a bare front to try to slow down that run game at the end to get the ball back uh, to their offense to try to uh, come back and win that game late. Um, Here's another thing that's interesting. Connor Williams was the best offensive lineman on the field in that game. He looks like a completely different player at center. He was the most physical dude that I watched. And like just watching the runs and watching Connor Williams up there, I'm like, man, I, I just I wonder what the what the um the kind of the perception of him was from an analytical basis going back. So I went back and looked at what his grade was. I had a 93 run blocking grade from Pro Football Focus in this game. And I know the Steelers rush defense is not what it used to be. But that's pretty impressive from a from a uh, from a team perspective offensively running the football. And then for Connor Williams, whose perception of him was maybe wasn't the most physical guy uh, up front uh, there in Dallas. So I think that's uh, that's all good news, not just for this offense, but for Tua as well. Yeah, I think it is great news. And I think it was great news on a day in which they were celebrating the 1972 perfect team that they're able to run the football. Because ultimately, as excited as we get about Tyreek Hill and Jaden Wall and Mike Gesicki on the outside, the Miami Dolphins are going to be a problem for teams when they're able to run the football. And Mike McDaniel being able to get in his bag and really have a creative running game, that is the part that can separate them from others in the AFC. And so as they lean into the ground attack, as Red, you were able to speak to with the stats, as they lean into the running game, this is when this team becomes dangerous because they can go ground and pound and then they can throw it over your head with an explosive aerial attack. Yeah, this is going to be a fun division to follow. You know, as we get to the second half of the season, the Jets had some injuries. Brees Hall being a big one is confirmed this morning. He tore his ACL. Mm. Uh, but they're off to a hot start. Obviously, the Buffalo Bills are doing their thing, and, and New England's going to be there. You know, they're going to be there at the end. So uh, it's going to be fun to watch Miami and the rest of those teams there in the AFC East. All right, let's get to the Cowboys. Dak Prescott's back. Um, he's back against the Detroit Lions. I'll lead us off on this one, guys. Uh, you know, watching the tape, the first thing I want to see, number one, just how the ball is coming out of his hand. I thought he threw the ball with tremendous velocity. The uh, you know things we're accustomed to seeing from Dak, where he doesn't have to have his legs, he can be uh, you know kind of have pressure in his face, not be able to step into throws, falling off throws. He could still really drive it. Now, what you're seeing on some of these clips, and he even said it in some of the uh, comments after the game, a little bit overconfident. But I'd rather have a quarterback coming off a right thumb injury be a little bit overconfident, trying to jam balls in tight spots. <laughs> Than somebody who's you know just really concerned and 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 worried about how he's going to be able to grip the football. So it wasn't a clean performance from Dak Prescott. 
but I thought the ball jumped out of his hand, and I like the fact that Buck, uh, he was attacking in this game. He wasn't sitting there taking checkdowns and trying to really protect himself and see what he had with his thumb. He came out there to grip it and rip it. You know, I, I like that, and I like that from Prescott. But what I really liked was that Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy didn't deviate from the formula. This is a team that has found its identity while Dak Prescott was away. This is a team that plays complimentary football, defense sets the table, offense runs the ball, quarterback needs to make a handful of plays. When you look at the way the Dallas Cowboys have traditionally won the division, that's how it's been with Dak Prescott under center. Going back to his early days, his rookie year, they were able to run the football with Ezekiel Elliott, complimentary passing game, defense playing at a high level. That is what they have to do now. And so even though Dak Prescott is well compensated, he's a $40 million man, the Cowboys stayed disciplined, ran the football, leaned on the defense, and eventually they ran away from the Lions. This is the way that this team has to play. But it is a luxury to have a high-end quarterback in the fold because he can make a handful of plays that allows them to win those games that are tight down the end. But the formula needs to remain the same for the Cowboys going forward. Anybody got a dictionary handy? Anybody? Anywhere? Dictionary? Uh, because when you look when yeah, you it's, look it's, up... It's called your phone, Rhett. It's 2022. Oh, that's right. Sorry. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, with, with respect to our good friend Webster, they do still print those things. Um, so when you look up complimentary football in a dictionary... It will say C Cowboys versus Lions, October 23rd, 2022. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned that, Bucky, because that is the formula. The you defense does too, set Rhett. the table. You use maps. When, I, when I have an almanac. You use yes. maps like a Frommer guide. Yeah, I'm just I curious. I'm, I'm really curious to see where this is all going. Okay, nice. <laughs> uh, but look, the defense is what makes this team go. And, and, and that, I don't think that's disrespect at all to Dak Prescott or to what the offense ultimately does for the Cowboys this year. They are an aggressive defense. Dan Quinn is absolutely, um, you know, has this defense rolling. I think we've, we've obviously seen that whether Dak's in or out of the lineup. And in this game, I mean, it, it took really until the third quarter, but this defense started turning the football over, right? They started turning it over. They were putting heat on Jared Goff. And then you had the secondary making plays. They picked him off. Every touchdown the Cowboys scored in this game came directly off a turnover that the defense forced. Uh, happened uh, on the first possession, Lions' first possession of the third quarter. Uh, had an interception, turned that into a touchdown. And then on back-to-back possessions in the fourth quarter, they absolutely sealed the deal with a sack fumble return, an interception, and the Cowboys turned both of those into touchdowns. I mean, if I'm reading this correctly, one, two, three, four, five of the Lions' last six possessions ended in turnovers. That's pretty good complimentary football with the offense taking advantage of those extra opportunities, DJ. Yep, no doubt. Defense has been great. And to kind of put a bow on it here with Dak Prescott, average 10.5 air yards with the next-gen stats, uh, which was the highest average the Cowboys have had this year. So that's a difference. When he gets back in the lineup, you're going to be able to take yeah. some shots uh, down the field. That's, that's uh, good to see there with Dak Prescott. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to find out if Bucky's dog killed the Amazon delivery guy, and we're going to dig into a couple <laughs> games we saw live. So stay tuned. <laughs> You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 
Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot com. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. All right, let's get to a couple games uh, we saw live here. Bucky had the Jags and the Giants. We're going to get to that one in just a minute. Some of the takeaways there. I was at the Chargers-Seahawks game, a game that the Seahawks really dominated from start to finish. It was impressive. And doing it with so many young players, we've talked a lot on the show about Tariq Woolen and the job he's done. He had a great matchup with Mike Williams. Won some, lost some, but a real competitive uh, effort from him. Kobe Bryant, another rookie on that defense, playing well. Boye Mafe was out there. You've got the two tackles and Cross and yeah. Lucas that are starting for this football team. But the biggest takeaway was Kenneth Walker, the running back out of Michigan State, their second-round pick was the best player on the field. And the Chargers had absolutely no answer for him. You see 168 yards and two touchdowns. He had five explosive runs, including this long one, uh, I believe, what, 75 yards or whatever this one was, taking it to the house. We hit 22 miles per hour. I believe it was the fastest uh, speed we have on a ball carrier so far this year, according to Next Gen Stats. Uh, you know, when I look at when I look at his game, Buck, the combination of of rugged, quick, and then to me the the instincts, those things don't always go together. When you have the big time, you know, suddenness, you have the power to go with it. A lot of times, those are straight line guys. They can't make people miss, or they don't have vision. This guy's got everything. I mean, they haven't really used him yet in the passing game, much like we saw at Michigan State. We wanted him to get more involved there. I think that's going to come, but this is. This is like giving me some Jonathan Taylor-type vibes, the way he's running the football right now. You know, DJ, it's funny you talk about Kenneth Walker because I'm looking at the Seahawks, and I feel like it's a little bit of deja vu. Back to the early 2010s when this team emerged as one of the best teams in the NFC. And part of that emergence came when they had a solid foundation from a draft class that was loaded with talent. So you rattled off all the names of the rookies that are making contributions. And I'm looking at these young guys. You got two young tackles playing well. You got two cornerbacks that are playing well. Uh, you have all of these young guys getting it done. But then I'm looking at the quarterback in Geno Smith, and Geno Smith has become what I call a game manager plus. He's doing a really good job of taking care of the football. He's completing over 73% of his passes. Passer rating is solid. He has an 11 to 3 touchdown to interception ratio. And so he's doing what a young Russell Wilson did when they had Marshawn Lynch and they were really running the football. I'm not saying that this Seattle team is going to make the playoffs, but what I am saying is that I think Pete Carroll has some new energy because he's able to play the game the way that he wants to play because there's a new set of cast-offs, misfits, guys that were unheralded playing the way the Seattle Seahawks prefer to play. And it's been refreshing to watch this team surprise everybody with their style and their production. Yeah, and when I look at the Chargers, uh, it, it, the good vibes are not there offensively. And, you know, how much of this is, and DJ, I'll come back to you on this here, how much of this is, yeah. you know, the, the continued recovery from the rib injury of Justin Herbert, you know, the loss of uh, Corey Lindsley for a bit of time, and now, you know, you, you're you're still dealing with the loss of your Pro Bowl, you know, rookie left tackle from a year ago, who we expected to take even more strides coming in. Uh, to his second year. And it just it doesn't feel like there's that efficiency and, and Herbert's ability to kind of push the ball down the field hasn't been there as much in the last couple of weeks. Like, what what do you make of where this Chargers offense has been? Well, it's been a slog. I mean, they, they've won, yeah. they'd won three games in a row coming into this one. They're still sitting at four and three. But Rhett, you know, Herbert coming off that injury has not been the same guy. And some of right. it has to do with the fact, look, you don't have, you know, Rashawn Slater. The offensive line's been a little leaky. They cannot run the ball at all. Um, so you're in a position where you're throwing it a bunch. In this game, they're chasing points. But, you know, look, Joe Lombardi's caught a lot of heat saying everything's underneath and they're not stretching the field vertically. 
There were some opportunities early in this game with DeAndre Carter where I thought, you know, Herbert, when he's when he's really rolling, is going to take those shots and be aggressive. Yeah. He hasn't really been dialing those up. So I think he's lost a little bit of his aggressiveness over the last few weeks. And then, look, let, let's face it. There was a key down yesterday, guys. And, Buck, I'll, I'll go to you on this one. But there's a key down in this game where you look out onto the field and they've got Jason Moore, they've got DeAndre Carter, they had Trey McKitty, and they had Michael Bandy. That's that's who they were throwing the ball to. Keenan Allen only played a handful of plays in this game. He's still not right from his hamstring. Mike Williams went down, got hurt in this game. You know, Donald Parham hasn't been playing. Like, they don't have the firepower. And I think the other thing is a name that people probably aren't familiar with is a guy named Jalen Guyton. He went down with yeah. a season-ending injury mm-hmm. early in the season. And what he was, and he doesn't have a ton of production, he had speed. He could take the top off the defense. They, they don't have that right now, and the field has really shrunk. Yeah, the field is wrong. They are playing half-court basketball at the YMCA, and until they're able to recognize what the issues are and then maybe flip into more of a ground-centric approach with Austin Eckler and some of the other guys playing pivotal roles, it'll be tough for them to generate the big plays in the passing game. And so they have the bye week coming up, and so maybe they can not only get healthy, but maybe they can reassess who they are and what their identity needs to be, not only on offense but on defense, because this team, despite all the injuries, they're still too talented. They have the struggles that they've really been displaying over the last couple of weeks. No doubt. Uh, these last two games, by the way, their leading rusher, Austin Eckler, 31 yards in this game, 36 yards the previous game. So just have zero run game to speak of at this point in time. Uh, all right, Buck, you saw an interesting one there with the Giants and the Jags. I think Giants might be the most surprising team thus far. Uh, the Jags, a team that you cover on a weekly basis, continue to be competitive in these games, just couldn't quite uh, get it done to win the ball game. But what was your takeaway seeing this one live? So my takeaway is these teams are really, really close, but there's one team that knows how to win while the other team is learning how to win in the Jaguars. With the Giants, I think it was very impressive to watch them up close in person because, DJ, it's it's one thing to appreciate the way that they've been winning from afar, but to see it play out uh, in front of you is different. This is a team that they can run the football, they're physical, but the most important thing about the Giants They know exactly who they are, and they don't deviate away from their identity. Saquon Barkley could not move the ball the first three quarters of the game. The fourth quarter, when they needed it, he got loose. But the guy who was able to carry the offense while Saquon was figuring it out was Daniel Jones. And not Daniel Jones, the passer, but Daniel Jones, the playmaker, running zone reads, running design quarterback runs, using his feet when the pocket broke down. Daniel Jones is in a very effective dual threat playmaker at 300 scrimmage yards. And I'm not ready to put him in that same category as Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, but he is one of the best dual threat playmakers that we've seen at the position. Credit Brian Dayball for utilizing his entire skill set to get the fourth year pro up and running because he's playing well. Yeah, and Bucky, you know, looking at what the Jaguars were able to do, I was obviously uh, watching this one pretty closely on the set of Game Day Live uh, on the early edition in this uh, uh, yesterday. And, you know, as Jags go down and score on their first possession, they answer the Giants score. And you're like, all right, like this kind of feels like maybe a little bit of a back and forth game. And, you know, you, you look at the final numbers and you're like, all right, Trevor Lawrence threw for 300 yards. Travis Etienne ran for over 100, almost at like 10 yards a pop, obviously had a big one uh, in there mixed in. And yet they only put up 17 points. So when you look at this, Bucky, from the Jaguars offensive perspective and knowing that the head coach is, you know, calling the plays and a guy that's obviously uh, very much in tune with what's going on offensively. Like, where do you feel like the points need to come from? Where why haven't they been there? And like, are there signs of progress offensively that lead you to believe that they're going to they might find a way to kind of get this thing clicking? Uh, once you get into the second half of the season. You know, it's funny you bring that up, Red, because it's the same issue every week. They're so close to being a really, really good team and a really good offense, but they're the self-inflicted mistakes that hurt them. So Travis Ntn is running like crazy, has a red zone opportunity where he's about to go into the end zone. He fumbles it through the end zone for a touchback. Uh, This is a team that gets in the red zone. They have first and 10 from the 14-yard line, three straight incompletions, having to settle for a field goal. So the combination of self-inflicted mistakes and red zone inefficiency is preventing the Jaguars from maxing their talent, maximizing their talent. This is one of those moments where they have to keep learning these hard lessons. But at some point, they're going to knock the door down. And when they unlock their potential, this is a team that's going to be a really good team in the National Football League. And as good as the news is right now for the 6-1 and one Giants, I just look at this team and I look at their personnel. It's only going to get better. They're only going yeah. to add more pieces and more playmakers 
and they're going to figure out whether Daniel Jones is the guy going forward and how to build around him if he is that guy. If he's not the guy, they're going to get somebody else. Uh, but this is a 6-1 and one team that's not a complete football team right now, and that tells you you've got the right head coach, you've got the right general manager there as well. So things are looking up there for the Giants. All right, we're going to take hey, a break. Deech, we're going to come just, back and look at the – yeah, go ahead, Rhett. What do you got? Well, I was just saying the one thing to watch, though, for the Giants is like, you know, they're a team that has some good talent right in that top 22. You wonder a little bit about the depth, and we started to see that uh, in this game. Evan Neal was out and was ruled out very quickly uh, in this game back in the first half. Same with Ben Bredesen, the right guard. So, um, you know, I, can they still maintain that dominant run game if they've got to shuffle some pieces around on the offensive line? Just something to follow for the Giants moving forward. I appreciate you putting on your uh, blue polo to talk about the Giants as well. If we get Rhett to coordinate the polo with the team that we're talking about or the, the quarter zip, that would Come be... On. Come on. To the next level. That looks like it was issued by the Giants equipment staff right there. That's how blue that thing is. That's impressive. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. We're going to talk about the, uh, the battle for the AFC South and what that looks like right after this. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit Spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. All right, it's time for Battle at the Line presented by Caesars Sportsbook. And I guess this should be titled Battle Behind the Line today because we've got a quarterback change in Indianapolis, guys. We're, we were all scheduled to talk about that game between the Titans and the Colts, all ready to go on that. And literally moments ago, it just came down. Frank Reich has announced that Sam Ellinger is going to start at quarterback for the Colts. This is not an injury situation with Matt Ryan. He has been benched, and this is not a one-game audition. This is for the remainder of the season. They have given the keys to the Colts' offensive car to their former six-round pick, their recent six-round pick, who's not played a uh, hasn't started a game in the NFL. Uh, so they're off and running. They have ripped the Band-Aid off, Buck. They are done with Matt Ryan. You were there and saw him in person, uh, was it a week ago? And now it's it's that's over. It, it, it's, it's amazing because a week ago he threw it over 50 times, leads them to a win with a teardrop pass to Alec Pierce to win it. And now I'm hearing that, oh, he's done. He's done for the year that Sam Ellinger is going to be the starting quarterback, not just against the commanders, but for the rest of the season. To me, this doesn't sound like a move that was done by the coaches. 
This sounds like this was something that was above their pay grade. And so maybe they want to see what Sam Ellinger can, can bring to the table as a franchise quarterback, but it doesn't make any sense to me that they're getting rid of Matt Ryan. They're putting him out of the pasture because this offensive line underperformed. They don't have high-end playmakers on the outside. So yeah, Matt Ryan can be the scapegoat, but the issues for the Colts extend well beyond number two at quarterback. Yeah, I'm just uh, looking here, guys, real quick. I'm just trying to find which veteran aging quarterback that the Colts are going to go after this offseason. Next um, year? <laughs> I, don't, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see it uh, just yet. I mean, why, why, make, why go get Matt Ryan? Like, what, what has he shown this year that is that much di- that different than what we've seen in the last couple of years in Atlanta? Like, I, I don't know that he's been marginally worse. Um, and have you really done enough to get the most out of him? John, John Taylor carried the ball 10 times in this game. I mean, Matt Ryan threw it 40 plus times in this game. Um, I, I, this is like really surprising to me just from like an organizational standpoint, moving forward this early in the season from a philosophical standpoint, offensively, like with the way you, you want to run your offense, like, are you, it must just be like just the lack of mobility um, from Ryan in the pocket, like just hampering what you really want to do and your ability to, to get out of trouble like that. That seems to me to be the biggest thing. Like, I don't know. Um, it's hard to put a finger on this just with the way that they've gone and tried to attack defenses, the amount of times they put the ball in Matt Ryan's hands. It doesn't feel like that's the way this offense should run like I we were about to talk about this game this Colts Titans game which by the way was a battle for first place in the AFC South um and I was gonna say like the Colts should be operating more like the Titans operate they should look more like the Titans they've got a running back that's on the same level as Derrick Henry the last two rushing champs in the NFL yet Henry carries the ball 30 times which helps minimize you know what Ryan Tannehill has to do in that Titans offense whereas Jonathan Taylor and the Colts they handed off to him 10 times as 10 times in this game and he, you know, five yards of carry. I get it. He's still coming back from injury, but I don't know. None of it really matches up to me, DJ. Well, I'm looking at it right now, Rhett. And first of all, on the bottom of the screen, you see Matt Ryan, nine touchdowns, nine picks. No bueno. I'm looking yeah. uh, at sacks this year. There's, they've allowed 24 sacks, second most in the league. So I've That's got a be sitting it. duck yeah. at quarterback. Yeah. He can't move. Your offensive line has not played well. Uh, they've got holes up there. So you got a quarterback that can't move. You've got some receivers, as Buck mentioned. Like when you look at Pierce and Pittman and Paris Campbell, they've got some guys. They should be able to generate some explosives, especially if they could get the run game going. And I think one of the things that's going to help the run game is Sam Ellinger. I went back and looked at my college report on him. And I did not have a big grade, full disclosure on him. But the positives, he was excellent in the RPO game. We know Frank Reich. We know that he loves that. You think about Doug Peterson. Buck sees that on a Good weekly point. basis. That that's a big mm-hmm. component of what they do quarterback run game you can mix in. Ellinger did that a ton at Texas. He's going to complement the run game there uh, with Jonathan Taylor. And he's going to be able to bail you out when you get your butt kicked up front, which is happening every single week. Matt Ryan's just sitting there. He's done. The play's over. And we've seen back-footed interceptions. We've seen him just take sacks. That's got to be what it is. He has no answers. And that's where the league is. Like, if you want to play with a pocket passer, we talked earlier about Tom Brady. What's wrong with Tom Brady? Well, They're not great up front. They lost all three of their interior guys, and you've got an immobile quarterback. It doesn't work well. Aaron Rodgers, they can't run the ball. Their offensive line's been in shambles, and even though he can move around better than those guys, he doesn't move around like he used to. So that's why this wave of quarterbacks has gone to more mobile players. The league, Buck, and you can jump in on this, every year when we do the draft, we look at the number of defensive linemen coming in. We look at the number of offensive linemen coming in. It doesn't match up. There's more defensive talent up front than there is offensive talent. I think it's one of the reasons why offense as a whole in the league right now is way down. Because they're not they're, the play up front is not good. It's just not good. And that you had no answers to solve those problems with Matt Ryan. Yeah, a few different things come to mind when I think about this. One, I feel like the, the Colts didn't do Matt Ryan's justice in terms of they brought him in, but they didn't necessarily play the right way. At 37 yep. years of age, you're not supposed to carry an offense. You're supposed to be the yep. guy that makes a handful of plays on an offense that runs through somebody else, namely the running back. Secondly, let's get to the point where when we're evaluating the quarterback position, if you don't have mobility, it's going to be tough for you to play in the National Football League. I'm not saying that every quarterback needs to be an A-plus runner, but if you don't have that 
in your bag. You don't have that club in your bag. It's going to be hard to play in the National Football League with these superheroes that are playing on the on the defensive line. And third, if you're an offensive coordinator, you better look at the college game and have some of these concepts available to use with your quarterback. RPOs, design quarterback runs, read option plays. You need to have those things to slow down what they're doing defensively to attack the running game. You better have all of this stuff together because if not, you're not going to be able to have an effective offense because the game is shifted and we're in the middle of an evolution at the position. And, and DJ, I get your points and they make a lot of sense. He's a sitting duck back there. And when he does get pressure, that's when the turnovers have come and there's far too many to win football games um, coming out of the right hand of your quarterback. But wh- what's like, what did you expect from Matt Ryan? Like, yeah, we, you already knew <laughs> yeah. the last couple of years that he can't get out of trouble uh, in the pocket. That's not his game. Right. And and yet you still go and you're going to spend a whatever it was, third round pick, I think, to send to the Falcons to bring him over. He's got a huge cap number next year. You know, maybe you can find ways around that. But it just felt like in a way you're kind of getting, you know, what you expected in, in a in a certain sense um, with Matt Ryan running this offense the way that they're choosing to play. So that's that's just the thought there. Well, I'm looking at their schedule, and I'm seeing Washington, and we know what their defensive front in terms of talent with Montez Sweat and company can do. Yeah. New England, who's going to be able to blitz you and do the things Bill, Bill Belichick does, followed by Vegas with Max Crosby and company, followed by Philadelphia and their way of defensive picture. linemen. Like, it's not – they can't play like this. It ain't going to work. And they've got to find a way to get the ship right. they got to find a way to, to do something offensively because – um, it's just, ha- it hasn't worked guys. And th- the other thing is sooner or later, Chris Ballard is going to have to, you know, plug his nose, cross his fingers and toes and draft one of these quarterbacks, you know, mm-hmm. high at some point in time, you got to take the plunge because guys like Matt Ryan and, and, you know, even Phillip at the end of his career, those guys are available for a reason yeah. because they're not the same guys that they were when they were a little bit younger. Carson Wentz was another example. Yeah, DJ, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna steal your host title for a second as we uh, transition into the college takeaways because I think you set the table perfectly there. I was gonna talk about one of the players I saw live in the Indiana Rutgers game and uh, Rutgers safety Christian Izian, who's a, a ball hawking dude. But uh, let's just let's just get right into the college takes because if I'm a Colts fan, uh, you should be paying close attention to the Ohio State Penn State game, big noon kickoff, CJ Stroud. Uh, there, you should also be paying attention to the Kentucky Wildcats for the rest of the season with Will Levis uh, at quarterback. Uh, obviously, uh, you want to see what Alabama's doing, um, and then you know I think there's there's a number of options in this draft for Chris Ballard, as you mentioned. Like it's time, it's time to put the stop gaps aside. It's time to take whatever capital you have and find yourself in a position, get yourself in a position to make a play for one of the top quarterbacks in this class. I think you can all we can all give the Colts a, a bit of a pass for not going all in last year uh, in what was a weaker quarterback class overall. But now it's time. There's plenty of options for you to choose from. Uh, I, I would say first round, second round, there's going to be plenty of quarterbacks available to be one of those guys that you can count on for years to come. No doubt. Um, that's a good way to put it. It's a good way to wrap the show. I know we went long today, but this uh, this breaking news kind of got us talking a little bit. So we went a little yeah. bit long there. Uh, Rhett's going to save the uh, breathtaking take he had on that Rutgers player for next week's show. So tune in for that one. I appreciate you guys. Uh, You can find us on NFL's YouTube, NFL.com, the NFL channel, and the NFL app. Uh, Until then, we'll see you next time right here on Move the Sticks. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. 
luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's PACASO.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at Let'sMakeAPlan.org.